Welcome back to Fan Wonderland, and it's time to fall down the rabbit hole with us again. I'm TJ, and today we have with us the incredibly talented Alex Pornovic. Known to most listeners as Julius in Sci-Fi's Van Helsing, Julian in CW's I Zombie, wrestler Gunnar Lawless, a skinwalker, and Sean's friend on the hit show Supernatural, or as the ape Winter from War for the Planet of the Apes. What brings Alex to us for this podcast, however, is to chat about his past work and Alex's role on Van Helsing, as well as in the upcoming TNT series Snowpiercer, based off the 2013 movie. Welcome, Alex, and thanks for giving us your time. Thanks for having me, brother. This is awesome. <laughs> first things first, I came across one of the craziest trailers for a movie called Puppet Killer, which yeah. doesn't seem to be widely released outside of festivals, and the tagline for it is, Where One Pink Motherfucker Stains the Ground Red. What was your initial reaction when you got the script, and are you able to tell us anything about the film? Well, what's so cool is that Lisa Obvious is the director of it, and she really just got a really great group of people together, and that was the thing that interested me the most. Like she, like the role that I play is going to be—it's very interesting and something that I've never played, and that's what I love doing with indie films. I love doing things that. I haven't done before that can um, make it really a lot more interesting and show fans a little bit more about, um, you know, what I like and what I like to do that's off off grid a little bit. And so, you know, Richard Harmon, Lee Madjub, there's so many really great um, actors in this. And I was like, and we shot it over Christmas. And I was like, this is going to be so much fun to do over Christmas with some really amazing people that are friends of mine. And um and it became just one of these things where I was, the script was really interesting and really out there and left field and and quirky and horror. And I wanted to be a part of it. So I'm really, really fortunate that I got cast in it. I know this is more of a grounded role for you, I guess, compared to what you usually do. We like the big, brawly guys such as Eyes on Me and Van Helsing. Well, more grounded, did you say? More, more like... Um, Less brutish and more human, I guess you could say, compared to yeah, some of the other ones. Definitely more human, and um, and again, it's one of those characters that um, I never get to play. So uh, yeah, I'm, you know, it's hard to describe, but it's one of those things that when people see it, they're going, "What? I, I don't this." And then as the movie goes, I go, "Okay, I'm in for a ride that I can't take seriously, but I'm loving this." So it's it's a little bit of a farce. It's a take on a a lot of different um, horror films that we kind of amalgamated into this soup of horror, and uh, we're kind of stoked about it. It's it's one of the weirdest trailers I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I think the comparison was a killer Elmo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that being a comparison. It's like a pink, horrific, scary Elmo. In... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, it, 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 it becomes one of those things, like, as we were shooting it, we were just so, like, it was so hilarious, but the only way we can really do it is to take it absolutely serious. There was, there's no, um, no farce to it, like, dropping into, you know, organically being, you know, those characters, and, and I, think, I think we came up with something pretty cool. That, that, that leads well into my next point, is how hard was it to act opposite a puppet? It was super odd. It was super crazy. But again, it's one of those things where we get to play. Like, I mean, that's our job as actors. We get to play. We get to try to get you to believe it a little bit, get you to react to it a little bit, the audience. And um, and again, the biggest thing is, you know, working beside guys like Lee Matt Jube and, and uh, 
and Richard Harmon and just a plethora of, of amazing people in the film. Now, what's it like being working on Van Helsing? It's probably one of the best jobs I've had. Just because I love the cast and the crew. That, by far, is one of the biggest things that I love. And then, you know, you, ho you hope that the story that you're telling connects with you and it's something that you want to take part in um, as an actor and, and somebody that's been hired to do something. So being able to do it with those people, it's been a blessing. And I love this character, especially going from vampire Julius to human Julius um, was a transition I didn't see coming, and I'm absolutely loving it. Spoilers. <laughs> How is that a spoiler? Because I need to catch up on season two. So, a spoiler for you, maybe, but not for all the fans out there. That's you should have caught up on it before you called me, bro. In intended you to last night. Out. You called yourself out. <laughs> no, it's, it's one of the cool shows, I think, and it's... Oh, it's yeah, a cool yeah. show? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool one. Show. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. Did I'll, you watch the show? Yeah, yeah. Got to the, I went through the first season, uh, just, but we get it on Netflix after the season's actually finished. Yeah, so we've done two seasons. So you don't have two seasons? Uh, I think we just got season two. But yeah, I don't remember really season we three until the end. I think we've had it for a while. <laughs> now, you've been casting... TNT's adaptation of the 2013 film Snowpiercer. Are you able to tell us anything about your character and if this series will keep the same story as the movie or will it be a different adaptation? Um, it's, it's along the same lines, but it's, uh, um, it, it, I mean, it's a bigger story to tell. So it's definitely, definitely um, different than the film. And what I, what I love is, again, you know, I mean, I, I can go on forever about it, but when you work with people that you enjoy working with, it makes the creativity that much better. So um, I'm playing a guy named Breachman Boy Boscovich. He's got the most dangerous job on the train. He's the one that goes out there and fixes stuff. A little bit of a badass. Has fun with it. Um, so and, and and again, it's a great cast. I'm really looking forward to to uh, being a part of it a little bit more and and um, and actually watching it because I think they're doing some great things. So for those of us that like say haven't seen the film, what's it roughly about? Um, well, it's basically the, the, the earth is frozen over and the only thing that's keeping humans alive that's warm is this train that keeps on going, you know, uh, three, 365 days a year it's being running. We got to keep it going. And there's different classes on the train. There's, you know, the lower class are at the back and then it moves up to higher class. And so it's that fight between, um, you know, the privilege and the not so privilege and who gets what and everyone's human on some level and you know the 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 crossing of of lives and and the way the way it kind of rolls yeah so it just kind of um it kind of rolls on the different stories aspect that way i don't want to give away too much but it's uh it's gonna it's definitely fun i noticed it's actually based off a graphic novel are there, and given tnt's doing it like they did with the alienist are they going to actually like do it as a mini series or are they going to try and do multiple seasons with it well, I think everyone's hoping we do multiple seasons, so we're. Uh, I think that's that's the move right now. So we'll see how it goes and how how the audience responds, and hopefully, people that interview me will watch it before they interview me again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just busting your balls, man. I know. I'm just busting your balls. 
Not the first time I've been roasted by a guest. It's all good. It's actually kind of fun. I've never roasted anyone before, but this is kind of fun. Just so you know, I do this with all my buddies. So whenever we there's an opportunity to bust some balls, we do it. So you're you're in that kind of category. Quite, you're one of my brothers. Quite happy for you to do it. Uh, what has it been like working on such popular shows like I Zombie, Dirk Gently, and Van Helsing, and seeing the fan reaction to those shows? That's the coolest thing. I mean, we we did Comic Con in, in San Diego, and it's one of those things. Like like when you're working on a show, there is no audience. You just try to do the best you can, tell the story the best way you can, and um, and you just cross your fingers and hope people relate to it. So when we went to San Diego this past year, and seeing like you know thousands of fans coming up and saying how much they love the show and love my character, love other people's character, just kind of love the badass nature of a female heroine like. Uh, Kelly Overton, who plays Vanessa, um, and even I, zombie people recognizing me from and, and telling me how much they love the show. That's a, that's that, it was it was a big surprise this year. It was really great, and 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 that's the kind of stuff that I love to do and I love to hear. So being a part of those kind of franchises in some small way to kind of give back and and actually be a, a minor part of the story, it's it's rewarding and and makes us want to work that much harder. I notice this. Particularly with like the CW shows, there's always a big fan following. Particularly with like I Zombie, which sadly is ending after five seasons. Do you reckon there's a return there for your character in the final season? I don't know. Um, there's been talks about it, but you know it's all about figuring out people's schedules and seeing if it works. But um, Malcolm Goodwin is directing one of the episodes. I think he just finished. And since the first season, I've stayed friends with those guys. They're phenomenal, phenomenal people, the whole cast. And, um, and, and what, get, seeing Malcolm get a shot at directing and kind of elevating his craft in a way, um, that's the kind of stuff that I'm really, really stoked about. So if they're going to go out, they're going out with a bang. Is that something you'd like to do yourself, is, say, direct an episode of Van Helsing? The, I... I I would be honored to direct an episode of Van Helsing. It's one of those things that I've always wanted to do. Um, you know, if the opportunity is there, I would love to be a part of it. Jonathan Scarf directed a couple episodes, and um, I, I can't even, I can't even, I, I don't have the word, I don't have the vocabulary to say how great he is as a director because he knows actors so well and he knows the business so well. He's been doing it for such a long time. Great vision. So when he talks to actors about the scenes, it's just like, it's, it's super easy because he understands us because he's, he's one of us. And um, to, watch him, to watch him do his work really was inspiring. What is the major difference for you from acting on a TV show to working on a blockbuster like War for Planet of the Apes? Well, that's a difficult question because War for Planet of the Apes was a different beast, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> different beasts altogether just because it was a uh, performance capture and I, and I was doing, you know, we were like three months being, um, you know, we had a, had a couple weeks of ape, about a month of ape camp, a couple weeks of ape camp. Yeah. Went to ape camp, yeah, went to ape camp. And at first you're going to think it's the physicality, right? But it's not, it's the emotionality in the first couple of days of dropping in to your core primal instincts and getting rid of all insecurities and just being, which is very vulnerable. And then Terry Norty, who was the, the guy that was really kind of driving the ape school, 
he he was the one that really kind of got us moving in, in our being. And then we had these extenders built so we can learn how to do all that. And that came later. It was the first thing was the emotionality that dropped us into our center. And then we couldn't we couldn't really do anything else unless we did that first. How do you erase it for a role like that? You watch a lot of apes. <laughs> you know, you watch the instincts. You you listen to Terry. Terry was the one that really kind of drove it home for everyone. And and Karen, who played um, Maurice in it, and you know she's done three films with that franchise. And listening to her, and obviously Andy Serkis, who is the king, um, just kind of trying to absorb all this information. And hearing how they've gone through it and how they've done it and just kind of learn from them. What was it like working with Andy? Come on, man. <laughs> Andy's a fucking genius. Andy is a is one of the best people I've ever met just because I'm so, such a fan of his work. Mm. And then he comes in so generous and so vulnerable and, and wanting to make the film a better film, not about his it's not about his performance, it's about the story. And we, we had some really great moments, and, and I love the fact that he was so generous, and, and which, makes it, which makes me want to do that much better and, and be that much more creative. And I think when somebody gives off that energy of, look, I got you, I see you, I'm not above you, we're doing this together, it unloads you and makes you want to be that much more creative, and that's how I like to do my work. I, I want people to feel that when we're working together, um, that, that I, we can get the best out of them telling the best stories. So he's great. I think that's a that's a attitude that a lot more actors need to have is that yeah we're not above you. Look, despite how popular I am, I'm not right. above you. I'm, I'm you know I want to help everyone else learn what I've learned. Yeah, I mean I had an amazing experience with Anthony Hopkins, who you know it's Sir Anthony Hopkins, man. <laughs> and I'm like honestly, so it was a movie called Blackway. And I was literally going, I cannot fucking believe I'm going to be doing a scene with Anthony Hopkins. And so I'm trying to keep my shit dialed. I'm trying to like be totally cool, totally cool. Alex, don't fangirl. Don't fangirl. Be totally cool. And then I hear an AD, I hear an AD go, uh, Mr. Hopkins is on its way. And I'm like, oh, stay calm, stay calm. And I was, I played, Tim, I played it so calm. When he came in, he was like, oh, hi, I'm, I'm Tony. And he shook my hand and went, what's up? And I turned away. I was like, that was too, too cool. That was so horrifically cool. And so not past, it past cool was prick cool. And then I went back to him and I was like, so sorry. I'm just a fan and I, and I think you're amazing and it's lovely to meet you. And, and then we started our scene and he was like, do you want to improv a little bit of it? Just a little bit? I was like, um, yes, I would love to improv with you. So we improv. It was that zip. Like, there, he took the hierarchy away. He took the pedestal away, and he just became another guy in acting class where we get to experiment. That's what it reminded me immediately. Like, I was back in acting class, and, and we're just trying to find the characters. And Anthony Hopkins is a fucking legend, and there's a reason why. And he's nothing but pure gold, man. Like, we became friends after that. We talked about boxing, and he, he was like, hey, uh, let me take your number down. And I was like, what you okay like it was just a, it was it was a gift it was a gift to work with that, that's brilliant that guys like that are just down, so down to earth particularly with other actors yeah and and like they don't get a get egotistical about it yeah he's 
he's next level. Keanu Reeves was the same way. Keanu Reeves, super chill, super giving, super. He's a very private guy, but when you talk to him, it, it's super engaging and present. Um, I, I, I've been pretty fortunate to work with some amazing people, and uh, they lived up to the hype. Now, I know a lot of our listeners watch Supernatural. So what was it like working on Supernatural in three different roles, if my research is correct? And how much flexibility did you have to make Gunnar Lawless your own? Um, no, no, we were just talking about how amazing people are. Now, Jared and Jensen on that show, um, I, when I, I was basically just starting to get my, my feet under me when I did the first role. I think it was in season one, one or two. I think it was season and, two, um, yeah. Season two, and um, they were super generous. Jared and, and then Jensen both were like, hey, man, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Really honored to have you here. They were super generous, and, and it blew my mind at how amazing they were as hosts of their show to make to make me feel better. So to be able to do that first, it was a quick little pop in the first season, became friends with them. Then I came back, and I think in season six, uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and uh, – and a bigger role, and again, they were the same way six seasons in. Um, like, it didn't dissipate in any way where they were like, this is old hat. They were really on point. And then getting to do Gunnar Lawless was a gift. It's one of the best characters I've, I've played and I got to sink my teeth into. I was never a big fan of wrestling because I come from a boxing background. So whenever anybody's in that square ring, I'm like, you can't fake anything in that ring. It's got to be like boxing and it's real. So I was kind of, I've always kind of downplayed wrestling until I tried it. And I realized, oh my God, wrestling is badass, cool, sports theatrical. Um, so I got a really great time working on that. And uh, one of the, uh, the dudes that I wrestled with, his name's Paul Lazenby, and he's a, he has a huge wrestling background and he's a phenomenal actor. And so him and I, he got to teach me all the moves and I really started loving the idea of, of this wrestling idea. Um, but then, you know, having that character as Gunnar Lawless and, and Jensen kind of fangirling over my character and finding the depths of that broken character um, and then how he goes out, it was a great role to play. And, and I was really fortunate to be a part of it. Yeah, I've noticed there's a particularly with the CW from chatting with a few CW actors that the the shows tend to have a family vibe in that sort of regard. Like they're very tight knit, they're very open and welcoming to anyone that's on their shows. Yeah, it's yeah, it's seriously like that. I mean, I can I can speak for you know the shows that I've been a part of, and those are the ones that uh, I've been really fortunate. They've just been super well welcoming. I mean, I'm talking about from from executive producers, producers, directors to, to the leads. Like the whole the whole thing has been nothing but amazing, and uh, CW has been treating a lot of people really right. Yeah, now, the rapper want to throw a few short questions your way. What has been your Who, who's where's it from you? Questions from you? Yeah. About season two of Van Helsing? No, no. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you have you you got to watch it first, right? Oh, yeah. So, what has been your favorite role to portray so far? Uh, in, in in general. In general. Oh wow. <sighs> I mean, Julius is definitely up there because I got to be you know this badass vampire 
power, like thirst for power and blood, and then, you know, sorry, spoiler, <laughs> and then human Julius um, being, you know, being very uh, something that I'm, I, it's just really cool to do that character from flipping from one to the other. But I also did um, a film called Numb that I, I also produced, Jason Good and, and Dylan Jenkinson uh, directed and produced it, and, uh, and I got to play a very thick, emotional complex character and we did it in the winter so we were in the elements because it was an indie like we were actually freezing and the show was supposed to be about freezing to death and we were definitely doing that and i like being you know organically a part of a role like that and then there was a, a role called um um forgetting the character uh well forgetting the character now but the film is called personal effects and I played a mentally challenged man that was accused of killing um, Ashton Kutcher's um, sister in it. And um, it, that was extremely, extremely challenging. I put on a bunch of weight for it because I didn't want to look um, look strong or look, look, look like I could handle myself. So, I, you know, I ate a lot of ice cream and, and massive protein or mass gainer product and just kind of didn't do a push-up for three months. And it felt terrible and horrible, all wrapped into one. But for the character, it worked wonderfully. And and I'm really proud of that one. What is your favorite show you currently watch that people may not have heard of? Favorite show I currently watch? The, I mean, I always go back to it, but it's the British office. I laugh my, my face off at the British office. I'm really not watching anything right now i kind of like revert back because i feel like i'm gonna binge and i need the time to to binge with it and i haven't really had the time lately but uh the british office and the american office i, I can go on forever with those guys what is your dream role you'd like to play hmm. i think i want to like like be an interviewer named tim that doesn't watch season two <laughs> <laughs> so I'm such a prick, aren't I? I'm not gonna let you live this out. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> hey, long as you long as you let me write that script, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I've done a lot of stuff. I don't know if there's anything like until I hear it. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, that would be great. I mean, I have a, a I, there's a couple things in production or in pre-production that I'm working on right now with some some friends and people that have um, written a lot of stuff before, like. Um, uh, Matt Venables and Jeremy Smith, who are both co-executive producers and writers of Van Helsing, we're working on a series called Under the Rock, and it's pretty complex, and and I'm really enjoying it. And there's other things that I'm doing that that I'm looking forward to, um, to you know, seeing what the next thing is. I, I'm I'm very much a, a present kind of dude. Like things come my way, I'm like, oh my god, this is. This is something that I've never done before. Or I can see it and go, I can try things that I haven't done before. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Are you able to talk about Under the Rock at all, or is it very hush-hush at the moment? Pardon me? Are you able to talk about Under the Rock at the moment, or is it very hush-hush? Um, it's not very hush-hush, but we're, we're just in development right now, and we're hopefully going to pitch within uh, the new year. And yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's something that's going to be very cool. Is it an original or is it based off something? No, it's an original. Oh, are you able to tell us a little bit what what it's about or? 
Is that you're stupid? a little you're what you're prime. You're such <laughs> a How about if I just say I can't tell you anything yet, but when I do, I will tell you first if I quiz you on season two of Van Helsing. Okay. <laughs> Fair deal. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a director or an actor you really like to work with? That you haven't already. That I haven't already. Um Del Toro, I'd love to work with. He's—he's he's, uh, some friends worked with him, and he said he's absolutely lovely. That's somebody I would love to work with. Now I've worked with Tom Hardy in a in a film called This Means War, but it was a very quick scene, and uh, but he's so good. I kind of want to—I kind of want to be a sidekick for for a whole movie. Um, yeah, those. Are the, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's. A, I love being surprised by people. Like when I was, you know. I would never think I would work with Keanu Reeves, and then all of a sudden this film comes along, Keanu starring in it. I'm like, oh yes, and, or Anthony Hopkins. Like I never would even go. That's who I would love to work with because I just never think it would happen. So I love being surprised. I love throwing it into the universe and whatever comes back. What inspired you to get into acting in the first place? Why did I get into acting? Yeah. Food. <laughs> No joke. You want to hear the story? Yes. Okay. So I played in a band for like, like from, from like 14 years old to like in my late twenties, early thirties. And we toured all over Canada and you don't get paid a lot when you're playing originals in a metal band. And, um, and you're just eating like noodles out of Seven Eleven. you're like cans of tuna. You're just kind of touring the world. And, um, and we never really broke to that next level. So we were just traveling in vans and, and broken down vans and eating noodles from 7-Eleven that were like 99 cents. And we're like, yes, it's a special 99 cents. And then I got asked to audition for a film. Well, I was on stage. I got off stage. An agent asked me if I wanted to audition for a film. I auditioned for it. I ended up getting it. I went, oh, this is cool. I get to set. And they go, okay, great. Uh, and th again, this is all a first for me. So they go, yeah, okay, welcome. And so just put your stuff down in your room, and then and there's uh, there's breakfast right there. Huge buffet table, people making omelets. And I was like, wait a second. That, I can have that? They go, yeah, yeah. I go, so anything? Yeah, yeah. And I remember going over them, this is unbelievable. So I, I, I went for it. I packed stuff away. I stole stuff. And then all of a sudden lunch came. They go, okay, breaking for lunch. And, I, and they go, just go ahead over there. And it's, a, it's the same place, but a whole different menu. And I'm like, oh, my God, i got to learn how to do this job. This is an amazing job. And then I became friends with people there. And that, that, was the, that was the seed for me to go, I need to try this because I get fed a lot. And then I fell in love with the craft after. But that was the seed. Uh, that's, that's really the funny, funniest reason I got into acting story I've heard. Man, I'm 6'5". I'm a big dude. I need to eat. Noodles don't <laughs> cut it. <laughs> thank you thank you once again for giving up your time to chat with us, Alex. Thanks, buddy. I don't, much appreciate it. Don't forget you can catch Alex's Julie's in Van Helsing Season 3, Fridays on Sci-Fi, and on TNT's when? When? Fridays. On? Sci-Fi. Okay, go on. <laughs> 
It's, it's only on sci-fi. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So it's, so it's Fridays on sci-fi. Yes. On sci-fi Friday. Unless they decided to change their mind. <laughs> <laughs> and on TNT, Snowpiercer coming 2019 to TNT. And Netflix globally outside of the US and China. So if you're listening, don't have to worry about missing Snowpiercer. It will be coming to Netflix. And make sure to... Yeah, isn't season two of Van Helsing on Netflix right now? Oh, uh, well. <laughs> make sure to stay tuned to Fan One Land social media for more exciting podcasts on the way very soon. I've been your host, TJ, and we'll see you all in the next episode.